welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today's January 23rd, Andy. How are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? Good. Doing well. We're on season four, episode number 11. Tonight's episode is a sports edition only. All sports, all you can handle. We've got plenty, plenty for you. Now, for those of you who do, do watch it tonight on 23rd, happy birthday, Maggie Susano, Gophers. Oh, yeah. I did not, not know that. Not going to mention the age because we don't talk about ladies and their age. We don't do that. No. 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 So just happy birthday. No, leave it at that. Ball player on the uh, hardwood floor for the Gophers. Gopher lady team. Lady, they don't go by lady Gophers. They just go by Gophers, women's basketball, right? They try to do the Lady Gophers, but typically it doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't roll off the tongue like the Lady Nittany Lions and stuff like no, that. Lady no. Lady Lions. Okay. Now, Andy, we've got some hot stove action. Major Andy, League Baseball. Firing up. Now, now you tell me, how soon before pitchers and catchers report to camp? Uh, we'll cover that later, but it's coming up. Uh, all I got to say is Valentine's Day. Exactly. It's coming up. It's coming up. So there are some last minute deals. One thing relates to the trivia question we have today. We'll fire away with the trivia. The trivia question was, uh, well, we'll get to the trivia question, but the reason we're having the trivia question is this last week, the twins traded away American league batting champ, current reigning champ, Luis Arise to the Miami Marlins in exchange for three players. We'll cover that later. Yep. It's rare to, to trade the reigning batting champion. It's, it's it's fairly rare. In fact, the question tonight is, it's so rare. When was the last time a team did that? When's the last time a team who had the reigning batting champion trade that person away in the offseason? Do you remember the year, the team, the, the year, and the player? There's three things, three answers. I can't remember the exact year, but there was a year where uh, I think it was Willie Wilson. We went from Kansas City to St. Louis. He was traded at the deadline. He was leading the league in batting average, and I think he still won the batting title in the other league that year. Oh, interesting. So that would have been in the early uh, early 80s. That's not uh, the answer, but that's something. It's rare like that because you typically that that doesn't happen. So it's pretty rare, but we'll get to the answer at the at the end of the show. You can look that up as I'm babbling on here if you want. Look it up Google. on Google on your machine here while we're uh, get, covering some sports. Get Kevin on that. We'll put Kevin, the intern, uh, on that. But uh, I think we're set. So think about that. It's a pretty right. rare thing. Goodbye to Luis Arise. We'll cover it later in the show. we got three players coming in. I'll cover that as well. But, Andy, let's start off with uh, with your information. Everybody's favorite part of the show. It's it's really everyone's favorite. I mean, It is. I, I know you look forward to this part. I look forward to this. Now, keep in mind – for the listeners out there, uh, Andy and I in the pre-production meeting do not go over this. I'm unaware of what no. the soapbox is on every single episode. He has it. So, yeah, our, uh, it's surprising to me as it is to him. So let's uh, let's hear it. NBC Sports. I'm not a big fan to start with. Um, right. They had Tony Dungy last week. Not this previous week, but the weekend before. Did one of their playoff games, him and Al Michaels. Yes, yes. Tony Dungy's pretty monotone. He doesn't get really upset or screamed or excited like a John Madden or a Tony Romo really gets into the game. Yes, correct. Dungy's pretty monotone. So everybody made fun of him and ripped on NBC for having him do that. That's Tony Dungy, though. 
That's what he does. He so, he's so he is, But but Andy, so for the listeners out there, if they don't know, you know, you know, Tony Dungy, you know, former coach, uh, former Golden Gopher, actually, but yeah. he's been a longtime NFL analyst in the studio, in the studio only, and yeah. uh, a couple times he's made an appearances in the press box doing play by play or color color analyst uh, and so he did the afc was it the afc yeah the, the uh, jacksonville um san diego game yes so yeah he did uh, he was in the booth for the play-by-play with al michael so uh yes continue on and that's just who he is and i know nbc was really upset with dungy and i'm not gonna get in this part but he put something on twitter they didn't agree with that's we don't do politics so i'm not going down that road but and then they pile out this stuff that's Tony Dungy, Mr. Monotone. I mean, that's why I like him in the studio as an analyst. Um, I wish he had a talk. You know, he's been a speaker. You, you get his book on tape. He's got such a nice, soothing voice, talk voice. He's not an analyst, though. He can't be at the stadium doing a game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, not um, him. So what was the reason then they had him on? Was was Were they a man, a, a guy short or a person short? Or because they were doing two games. Card, they don't have NBC doesn't have a football team during the season. Uh, except yeah, they, they just do Sunday night. So they had both games that we they had two they games had that two, we. So they needed a second set. I a see. second set. So that's why it came up. Um, why they didn't have Rodney Harrison do it? But oh, he's got to do the studio stuff for the other one. Big deal. Rodney would have been great and vocal and exciting, and Little Collinsworth could have been with him, and they could have just been like to do their sideline stuff before the Sunday night game anyway. Yep, yep. So those two go do it. That would have been great because they could got press doing it. Everybody would say they love Rodney Harrison, and then they could fire Chris Collinsworth. Well, our, unless they're thinking of putting uh, Dungy in the booth going forward, and this is like a little test, but I think I don't think that he is meant for that. I like him in the studio. For, for, if he's in the booth, if he's in the booth, have a three man booth. Yeah, but don't have him be just there. And Al Michaels is also monotone and so yep. is Dungy. So I could see where that came from, but obviously the executives at NBC had put a lot of thought into it. They decided it somehow to put him in there. Yep. And, well, it is what it is. So yeah. Speaking of football, we're down to four. Cincinnati, Kansas City. Final four, baby. And Philadelphia. Um, the... Cincinnati Kansas City game. I really think San Francisco Philadelphia would be a better game. Um, I think they're more they're more evenly matched, even though you got arguably two of the three best teams in the AFC there. I'm really kind of looking forward to see San Francisco and Philly play because okay, I'm not gonna try not to use the cliches, but the warm weather team going to the cold city climate, you know, kind of see how they finally adjust. Uh San Francisco's done well the last few games. They've all been at home or controlled environment. They haven't been in the cold yet. So see how good the coaching is and the adjustments are there. Um, who do I want to win? I want San Francisco and Cincinnati to win. That right. I said it. Now I think the uh, you know that Bengals game is uh is the exact repeat of last year's AFC yep. title game. Same location yep. and everything. But look at the win loss records here on the sheet. Yeah. 15 and 4 against 15 and 3. Because the Eagles had the first round by, and fourteen and four and fifteen and three because the Chiefs had a bye, and Cincinnati had that game with Buffalo that didn't complete. canceled. So we very well could have had four teams with fifteen wins each in here. 
Yeah, this is this is going to be good. Sometimes I don't like it when a nine or ten win team sneaks into this to get this far down the road. This is the big yeah. boys now. Yeah, this is uh, what, what what they wanted. Could talk a little go for wrestling here now. Okay. Uh, there's the Big Ten standings on that side. Everybody that's just enough to get you know on there to the Gophers are one, two, three, four, five, sixth in the Big Ten, but they're ten and two overall. They're only three and two in conference. Let's see how they got there, Dan. Yes. Uh, lost to ne Northwestern back early January, 11-18. Then Nebraska came, you know, we were went to Nebraska. They beat us up and made us look bad. Well, I, I do I do think that this the Big Ten as a conference for wrestling is very oh, tough. Yeah. It's, a lot of teams are going to have 500 records, I think, here. Oh, oh yeah. Then uh, – Michigan State came here, and uh, we took care of business. I uh, went to Indiana, took care of business. Took care of business at home against Purdue. You got the Fighting Illini coming in Saturday. So we end it with Iowa and Wisconsin. And, okay, trying not to be cliche again. Any sport, Iowa, Wisconsin, Gophers, why is it we always have them at the end of the year? I want it in the middle of the year get it done with, but. Here we go. Yep. True. And then, of course, the Big Ten Championships early March. Here is, as of the 17th, the new rankings come out tomorrow for college wrestling. But there's the Gophers at 13. 8-2 and two record. You know, I was about 10-2 and two overall. Because um, this was at that time, as of the 17th. They're up to 10-2, and two, but the Penn State undefeated. Iowa undefeated. Michigan, Iowa State. North Carolina. So these are just regular teams we see up there all the time. Top three are all Big Ten. <clears throat> so there we go. There's Iowa or Ohio State at seven. Nebraska and the Gophers. So lots of Big Ten up there. Very exciting time of year. Yeah, it used to be, you know, the same handful of teams in wrestling for the Big Ten always did well, and the rest kind of stunk it up. Now it's the parity is really coming in. And, boy, these yeah. schools are really getting, uh, and getting and, good. You know, I see. The, uh, Go ahead. Uh, number five ranked NC State. You know, next year they're getting Corey Biskins from New New Prague, a top yeah. ranked uh, wrestler in the state, and I think one of the top in the nation. He signed yeah. on for a full ride scholarship there, at NC State, and should be an immediate starter next year for those guys. And uh, that's the school you don't typically think about for wrestling. Yeah, and they've snuck in there. And like, Oklahoma State at twelve, but you don't see Oklahoma up there. It used to be Oklahoma and Iowa all the time you saw. Them. Oh yes. And maybe Nebraska. Nebraska's 11. Bison wrestling. Okay. They hold their own. They play in the Big Ten for wrestling. Here's our last four. Uh, Stanford, uh, California Baptist, Wyoming, and Utah Valley. They took care of business. And they really took care of business. I mean, 38-3, 32-3, 31-12. So good squad. Here's their next one's coming up. Air Force and Northern Colorado will be up there in the thin air up there, you know. It's got thin air. That could be a problem. D difficult on the mat. Huh? Yes. And there's they finish off at home. Oklahoma and the Bunnies come in on the 19th of February. Then the Big 12 championships down in Tulsa. Now, they don't really have a Division One, Division Two for wrestling. It's all one. But when they when they seed them or rank them like this, 
they kind of break them off. So you saw the Gophers in the first ranking. Now here's the second tier rankings. And there's North Dakota State number two. I don't want to say the smaller schools because they put them all together. North Dakota State's in the Big 12. We saw how they wrestled the Gophers this year and some other big schools. But they kind of, for love here, there's the buys and then hit at second. South Dakota State's four. So it's going to be a tough one to end the season there. Northern Colorado's nine. And you got the military schools in there too. So they're hanging on up there. Go for hockey, the, boy, the men's team, 18-7-1 right now, 12-3-1 conference. Big 10, all seven teams, Gophers 1, Ohio State 2, Penn State 3. Now remember that. That's in the Big 10 where we got it listed here, not because the Gophers are our local team we put in first. This is off the Big 10's website. They go off winning, winning percentage. So they're first. But you look at the rankings, they're second with St. Cloud first, Penn State sixth, Ohio State eighth. But again, coaches vote. This is how it goes. The gals, the the women's hockey, 23 and 2. Or 20 wins, 30 losses, two ties. And here they are in the WCHA, which is our schools right here. Gopher, Lady Gophers are first. Again, winning percentage. Gophers, Ohio State, Wisconsin. But you look at the ranking, the seeding or rankings from the polls. Ohio State's first, and the Gophers are third. That big that top 10 didn't change from last week. So there they are. That's our GOAT Lady Gophers, 20 and 3. Look at all the other teams are. Ohio State's got 22 wins. Yale, 19. Quinnipiac, 23. Colgate, 20. You know, so no one's – it used to be like three four teams were always pulling away. A lot more balance in women's hockey okay. now. Okay. And here's how they finish off the year. Number five, Minnesota Duluth. Up at Duluth for the Lady Gophers. Then they're here against Ohio State, who's two. Wow. And here for Wisconsin, for, that's number three. So they got their work cut out for them, as we like to say in the business. Wow, good stuff. Last, last four at home gets two top tough teams, so we will see. World Baseball Classic. Dan, I am happy to announce that Sports and Songs is the official Carver County representative, or Car your Carver County hookup. For the World Baseball Classic. Yes, it this is. is. Podcast. So all, all World Baseball Classic stuff you'll find right here. We'll have a banner on the outfield left field wall at the games, right? Yes. If you look closely, you'll see it, yeah. It's really one of our interns holding up like a whiteboard, but yeah. Here is the pool play. Okay. Um, The left side of the bracket, as we like to say, is you see those games will be played in Taiwan and in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, the 8th through 12th and 9th through 13th. And they have their quarterfinals in Tokyo, the 15th and 16th of March. The right side of the bracket is can be played in Arizona and Florida. Pool C will be in Arizona. Pool D will be in Florida. Um, and just by luck of the trawl, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, 
and Israel. It's kind of like the old NFC West when Atlanta was in the NFC West. You know, yes. How Israel got in that group, I don't know. But there you go. Um, they'll play Arizona and Florida. Then they go to Florida for their semis. And then Florida will have the finals and championship. Now, like we've done our maps, <clears throat> excuse me, like we've done our maps in the past, just so you know, those teams coming in from Tokyo on the 16th. They got to play on the 19th. That's like three days later. It is a 14-hour difference between Tokyo and here. So they'll have a couple days to hopefully get adjusted and be fine. I'm not worried about it. The thing I think is be fun about the, what I like about the World Baseball Classic right now, Otani is pitching for Japan. Okay. He very well could be pitching against Mike Trout, who's playing for Team USA. Oh, interesting. Yes. I'm going to that as an example. You're, you could see teammates facing each other. Yeah. You know, which is kind of fun, which could make for a very fun year in the clubhouse for that team if whoever gets the best of the other one. You oh, know? yes. Long season, I'm sure. Yeah, I struck you out. Yeah, but we won, you know, so the banter will go back and forth. Speaking of, here we go. Baseball talk. The Mets. Mets. I will have my midweek Mets episode coming up this week. So stay tuned. Watch for it on Instagram. And if I remember, I'll put it on the YouTube. 15th of February, pitchers and catchers first workout. Full okay. squad working on the 20th. And then the 25th. Just, just over two weeks away. First split header game. Now here I show you. I'm not going to show you the whole spring training schedule. If you look here, at the ninth, they do play Nicaragua and Venezuela, the World Baseball Classic teams. So a little exhibition games for those other school teams coming in. So, oh, interesting. I did not know that. Oh, so you they nice. will play that there. Um, they got two games scheduled there, and then they start the season March 30th at Miami. Then they go for four. They go to Milwaukee for three. Then they're at City Field, the sixth Friday off. You know, in case it's bad weather in New York. Although well, the three games in Milwaukee, matching that first opening games there uh, in in Miami. Yeah, Mr. Luis Arise will be uh, taking on the Mets. Yes, yes, and but the Brewers have three games for their home opener. No days off, so let's hope for good weather for them. The Twins, first of all, we're going to stick with this logo like we have in the past from 87 because I love this logo. The new logo isn't nice. Not so much. Not so much a fan of it. So there's the Twins' 16th pitchers and catchers and first workout. And then they have their first spring training game the week next weekend. And you see there they play the DR, as we like to call them, on the 9th for a warm-up game. And oh, then nice. okay. they start the 30th against Kansas City, have Friday off, two more games. Then they go down and play the Marlins right away that next week. So Louis oh, Rice plays the Mets and then so, the Twins uh, right yeah, away. Twins and, and Mets fans will get a good chance to see Luis Arise yes. this weekend. And then Twins home opener against the Astros. The Astros. Hockey, now that we got football almost not done with, we can start talking about hockey. Our second favorite hockey team, first favorite, that side of the Rocky Mountains, the Seattle Kraken. Last year, 
was a tough year. It was our first year. The Kraken a couple weeks ago won eight in a row on a road trip. The Kraken right now are in second place in the West. My, they grow up fast. Wow. My, they grow up fast. Soft floor season, baby. You know, so there they are. One point behind Vegas. So there they are. And then the Minnesota Wild are also in the West, but they're in the cent- in the Western Division of that, or the Central Division of the Western Conference. The Wild are sitting in third, barely, point ahead of Colorado. Now, if the playoffs were today, it would be Winnipeg and Minnesota, which, if you follow hockey locally, that's a big rivalry. So that's uh, – you want to get your rival knocked out right away. Me personally, when you play your rival for any sport, you want them in the first round and get it done with. Yes. You don't want your rival beating you in the conference championships or in the championships. You want it in the first round and get it done with. And just one more thing, Dan. Yes. NASCAR, February 5th. Oh, it's clash a, of the Coliseum. Clash. a clash. Now, the clash of the Coliseum in Los Angeles. If you called it in last year, they're doing it again. They bring in dirt and asphalt and what a racetrack in the Los Angeles Coliseum. They spend millions to put all this down just to tear it up the next day. They're already working on it now. But as you can see, it draws good. TV money's good. So, you know, NASCAR ain't losing anything on this. I, uh, I'm going to have to turn tune in. I missed it last year, but I want to see what this looks like here uh, on on the television. It's such a strange concept. It's such a big stadium, but compared to normal raceways, it's so tiny. It's not. They don't have the big banked corners. Yes. You see they're coming off the street there. It's a little different format than your regular racing. It's just like 10 lap races. You see there's not much for a pit area there. You only have so many cars at a time racing. Again, you don't see many pits stalls there. You probably, if you went back to YouTube, you could see last year's race highlights just to see, familiarize yourself with it. Interesting. But it's a nice way to get you going. And uh, that's, so NASCAR is coming up there, Dan. We will be your NASCAR leader here in Carver County again, just like the World Baseball Classic. That's all we do is we're trendsetters, Dan. That's all it's we good are. Stuff. It's uh, it certainly is good stuff. Uh, you know. Now this week we covered the hockey and the wrestling. Next week we'll talk about basketball for the schools. We're trying to spread it all out with stuff instead of bombarding you with so many stats and highlights and everything else all the time. So, well, speaking of stats, we have some stats. We like our stats. Are you going to like this, Andy? I know you're not a fan of the Luis Arise trade, and a lot of people are not. And I'll get into it afterwards, but you finish why. And we'll get into the trivia answer uh, next. But here's who the Twins got in return. Luis Arise traded to Miami, where they're going to put him at second base, it sounds like. Uh, he'll be an immediate starter, of course. They'll take their existing person in short, I think, and move them to center. They've got some defensive maneuvers going on there that should be a fun team to watch. But in exchange, the Twins received three players. Pablo Lopez is the pitcher, right-handed pitcher. Uh, Pablo Lopez will be in the middle of the rotation, uh, and they signed him. I think it's a two-year deal we inherited. Um, So we'll have him for 23 and 2024, and I think with an option for 25. Now, if you remember back 
Early last season in the month of April, Pablo was named the National League Pitcher of the Month for the yep. Marlins. And then if you remember back in uh, July 11th of 2021, two summers ago, he's the guy that struck out the first nine batters he faced in that game and broke a major league record. Struck yeah. out nine consecutive batters to start the game. There was not a ball put in play until the fourth inning, Andy. <laughs> wow. So he was that guy who did that. Uh, should be a good guy. Not a big, not a big name, not a big household name, but um, should work uh, really good here with the Twins and the Twins staff as far as a good arm, a young good arm. Now they also received a 17-year-old Byron Chorio. You know, kind of reminds me of Byron Buxton. Uh, you know, this guy's six foot two, center fielder, steals bases, um, and can run and can hit. Young guy, young kid. They have him figured to play center field, but this is by the time he comes up, will be six. It could be five, six, seven years down the road. Is this a Byron Buxton replacement? I don't know. Buxton signed that six-year deal. Who knows? This guy's good, though. They say he's going to figure in to be a corner outfielder down the road, they think, but he will start and practice as a center fielder. Uh, switch hitter. If you look at the Twins, the guys they've been getting lately in terms of trades, they're switch hitting batters is what I see a lot of uh, yep. the Twins. Uh, and they like, they like to get that mix. And so... Same holds true with Jose Salas, the shortstop. He's 19 years old, another young kid. He's number five on the prospect list for the Marlins. Twins plugged him in. He drops into number 13. Twins are pretty deep, I think, in the uh, in the scouting sure. prospect list, so he dropped in at number 13. Now, Jose comes from a big family, a big baseball family in Venezuela. His grandfather played pro ball. His father played pro ball. His uncle played pro ball. He's playing pro ball. When he came on the international draft, it was a $2.8 million signing bonus when Jose signed with the Marlins. Uh, this was a big stick, uh, big defensive baseball IQ, smart, intelligent player with baseball in the bloodlines. His younger brother right now is the number one prospect for the 2023 prospects for the International League signing coming up. His younger brother. Now, when you said his dad and his uncle played pro ball, you mean Major League Baseball or no, professional they played, baseball? They played Venezuelan professional ball in Venezuela, not the oh, big yeah. leagues. Big difference, okay. but still did it for a living. Yeah, still, still in the Jeeps. They're very good. Now, he's also a switch hitter from Venezuela, and he was invited, I think, also to play in the fall league last year. He played in the fall league. So this guy's good. His younger brother is tapped to be the number one guy named Ethan. Ethan could be the number one pick next year in the international draft coming out of Venezuela. Very big IQ baseball family. So I think that's what the Twins are looking for. Either veteran leadership, like the guy they got today, they picked up an outfielder, Michael Taylor from the Royals, yep. 31 years old. They're looking for leadership there. They're also looking for young guys. The young guys always seem to be switch hitting athletes or shortstops that they can move around as they, as they continue on through their career. Um, do I like the trade? Do I not like the trade? I think it's a moot point. I, I think it's 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 worthy who we got, the three guys we got in return. Some people like it. Some people don't. I think that goes along with the game of baseball. It'll take five years before we even can determine if this was worthwhile um, or not. But I think the Twins got with a rise at a blue chip level. It was nice to see right. three solid players in return. His stock may never, never have been as high. Now, he's a right. fan favorite, but Andy, I can only imagine how fan-friendly it's going to be 
in South Florida for little Luisa Eyes with the uh, Miami crowd. He'll be an immediate hit, is my thought. He, he was a fan favorite here. And that's why, I, yes, I, I agree with the business end. Was he a flash in the pan, lightning in the bottle, or was that just, are we just starting to see the beginning of him? We got too much money dumped into Correa. We got too much money dumped into Buxton to find out. Because most teams would find out. They'd spend the money and find out. Correct. Teams didn't want to. Said, see you, bye. Make it somebody else's part, part to find out. He's a fan favorite. You're getting rid of one. You needed someone like that the fans like because me per okay, first of all, I might not go to a Twins game this year, except for the Mets ones. I don't think Korea's going to get a lot of cheering when he's here those first few weeks, especially his first games against the Astros at home. The Twins open at home against the Astros. Yes. Dear Lord, is that going to be a vocal <laughs> crowd? Okay. Second of all, Buxton's losing a little bit of his love here from just not being healthy and getting all that money. Minnesota fans are that way. you got to play to get paid. Um, and he's getting paid. Like all athletes, pay me. Oh, I'm hurt. Pay me. Um, so he's going to lose a little love. Um, other guys might have to start picking up some slack. You know, I just read, I reposted a thing today. I saw a few days ago, Tom Seaver at one time won 22 games. Cy Young, the next year he had a horrible season. He took a 30% pay cut. He did. He, he did himself, cut. right? He offered yeah. it. He offered a cut. He goes, I'm not worth it. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. No. Nope. They have a horrible season. Agents are involved. <laughs> yep. You know, used to be in the in the Japanese league. Even if your team won the championship, if the parent company that owned you did bad, you might get a pay cut. That's just the way business. It's a business, you know. Um, I wish the best of Louis Arise. I'd love to see him in the All Star game again. I think he's a great player. But if you look at a lot of the twin stuff coming out before this, here's our starting lineup. They always said they always had a rise at DH. He's a decent glove, first, second, third, outfield. But they always assume at DH. Right there, that kind of told me that, hmm, they don't want him. If he's here at the beginning of the year, he's going to be traded by the trade deadline. So not they, – they want to find players, you know, fielders. Let's make him DH and so he can go. I don't know his stats enough from last year. If he did better batting as a DH or in the field, some guys can't do that. They – when they DH, their mind just wanders in between bats, and they can't do it. It's, I know. Uh, speaking of DH, Nelson basketball. Cruz signed a deal with the Padres, and he's another good typical DH. Yeah. Where that's what you want, a guy yeah. that has no glove, can't field, older, yeah. and his goal is to bat. Now, Luis doesn't, didn't have a defensive home. He was a middle – he was a second baseman. He was a third baseman, middle infielder. They plugged him in at first – Fans say they didn't like it. They didn't want him there. He was a finalist for a gold glove at first base. Yep. In his first year of playing as a pro at first base. The guy can do pretty much anything. He's very, very good. But I think with the Twins defense coming in, they want to lock the guys into the positions. Right. He didn't have a home. Now, he was up for arbitration and already turned down. They didn't he, They didn't meet. They, they didn't meet on the first numbers for arbitration already. So that could have gone to court later on in a few weeks uh, yeah. to get him paid. Next year, he would have been very expensive. So right. I think what the Twins did was 
let's get what we can get in return for someone before we pay him a boatload. And I think it's from business decision. It was, it was very good to do that. Uh, his stock would have been very high. I think next year. Now to your point, was he a flash in the pan? I do not think so. Luisa rise will go on and win multiple batting titles. I think in his career, the guy's a, a jackpot is a dime a dozen, like a Rod crew, a, a Tony Oliva type of a guy. And I'm now, glad that excuse me, the Twins player we had the three players uh, returned from him. Who was the Twins guy we had a couple years ago who we traded to Atlanta and he had a great World Series a couple years ago? Rosario. Rosario. Okay, again, he didn't follow it up last year. He just kind of got lost in the shuffle. I don't, I don't know if it was injuries or what, but he hardly played last year. He was hot at the right time. That's what the Braves needed. Winner, winner. But I don't think a rise is going to be a flash in the pan like that. that yeah, he is. You saw last year. Is he going to get batting titles every year? Probably not. Will he, he be is, top 10 in batting? Yes. You know. He's a gem. He's a gem. And he's good, like you said, defensively. But, yeah, you're going to be – and the Twins, I don't think mind platooning one, one position. But when you're pl platooning multiple positions and moving guys around. You know, Jose Miranda played a lot at first base last year. I think – I, if I had it my way, I'd keep him at third base. Yep. What they may do now is bring in Alex Kirloff, who's now healthy, and make him a permanent first baseman. They have too many outfielders. So right. this opens the door now to a guy that can play that because they got Trevor Larnick and they got a lot of talent in the outfield too, which means Max Kepler could be uh, you know, on the hook. But who knows? This is It's going to be an interesting season, I think, uh, for the Minnesota Twins. But goodbye, Luisa Rise. Um, one of the best, one of the greatest um, – He's going to be fun. Now, the trivia answer. Yes, speaking of Louie. The Minnesota Twins traded away Louis Arise, current batting champion. The question at the beginning of the show was, what's the last time a Major League Baseball team did that? Traded away the reigning batting champ in either the National or the American League. Do you know the year or the team? I think. I can see a guy leaving for free agency, but I'm trying to think of trading, though. Yes, that is the difference, too, because people have yeah. done – that where their mm -hmm. contract ended and they signed and played for a different team via free agency. But this is an outright trade. Okay. I know there was a two years the Marlins won it where they basically bought a championship. And then dumped, over, then dumped over the next year, but I don't think anyone was a batting chain then. Maybe someone did sneak in there at the bay. I, I got nothing. The answer... For the team is the Minnesota Twins. They were the last team to trade a reigning batting champ. Now, this was 1979. Rod Carew was Rod the Carew. batting champ and was traded for the 79 season to play with the California Angels. So very rarely is that ever done. But, boy, I saw that uh, information there that the Twins did it for the last two times that it's ever happened. It involved the Minnesota Twins. I thought it was worthy of a trivia question. Yep, that's very good trivia. Very Please good. leave your thoughts below if you have any other information on the, either the trade or the Mets or the Twins or uh, you know the World Baseball Classic. We always welcome your comments. That's right. Anything else for the show, Andy? No, just like I said, World Baseball Classic. Some of those players, like I said, we saw it, pitchers and catchers go on the 15th and 16th. Those involved in the World Baseball Classic are reporting in the next week, if they haven't already. So, not everybody, but like, like Lindor with the Mets and Alonzo yeah. with the Mets. They're going to their respective clubs. 
Um, I think Correa is playing for the DR, but I think he's the only twin player that's involved. And they're still throwing in guys at the last minute for filling in spots on rosters. So, But by next week, we should know the official rosters for the teams and see how many twins and Mets we have playing. Well, we'll keep everyone posted on that, but there's a lot going on here with a few weeks coming up with baseball. The hot stove is uh, wrapping up. But uh, enjoy your week, everyone. Please leave your comments below with also requests of topics we can talk about in the future, but have a good week. All right, see ya.